Yeah, I would say she was maybe 16 when that came out or 17. I think mm. she was 17 when Hit Me Baby came one more bit. <laughs> came out. 15%. Hit me failing. in my baby bits. <laughs> Hit the time. <laughs> Hit the time in the baby more bits. <laughs> oh, <shit. That's Oh, you don't want to start too close. Not too loud, is it? Turn this down. Hello, it's Droppers. It's Amish Inquisition time. Yes, it again. It is. A Saturday, the 16th of June. Sunday evening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Episode 87. It is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Phil. Happy Father's Day. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah. Any other fathers in the room? We've got Darth. Darth over there. Mr. Vader. I am your father. I've got, I've got a bit of reggae going on. <laughs> That's nice. Was this written before? Why, yeah, yeah. Or after Julia Donaldson wrote the Gruffalo? Uh, I don't understand. Gruffalo soldier. Oh, Gruffalo soldier. They say bobbers. I've been uh, getting uh, into Bob Marley. Oh, bobbers. Well, yeah. I uh, I know that because you uh, you brought Iron Lion Zion to the table at band practice a few weeks ago, and it was an inspired choice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donnie, <coughs> you don't hear bands uh, covering that very often, do you? So, no. Nope. Uh, anyway, on with the show. Corrections. <sighs> CBD comes from the female hemp plant. Yes. And THC comes from the female cannabis plant. What? Thank you, uh, Gav, at the Hot Podders. Oh, okay. Fact checked us. I think that's what he said. I didn't fact check my fact checking. There's definitely flowers involved, so therefore female. And plants. Definitely plants involved. Yep. So. Uh, all right. Where did rope come from? Rogue. Rope. 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 Hemp. Rope that's and the hemp f- trousers. It's the fibre, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's from the male. Stalk. The stalk, the sticks and stems. Paper. They make. Mm. They used to make everything from hemp, didn't they? Of course they did. Hemp for victory, wasn't it? Was what? Hemp, hemp for victory wasn't that part of the war propaganda? There was dig for victory. I'm not sure they had hemp for victory. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe certain. Uh, Something similar. Certain. Uh, Members of society. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. Hemp was um, ubiquitous back in the day. I like that word. Ubiquitous. Mm. All over. What's, uh, what about fucking Argentina? I know. 50 million without power today. There's been a... What's that banging? That's my foot, sorry. That's my power foot. <laughs> There's been a, a nationwide power cut. There has. <laughs> Argentina, Paraguay, a bit of Chile, South America. 
It's mainly Argentina and Uruguay, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I you swear. Are, you are gay. <laughs> you are. That's uh, I'm a Simpson. You are gay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I saw a McDonald's that wasn't open uh, on the telly. Oh. Uh, I saw some uh, Spanish slash Portuguese speaking people. I saw a man who looked like a strange version of Ben Elton talking in a foreign language about the power cut. Uh, and and I read that 50 million people were without power, which seems a large amount. What's that? It's almost the population of Great Britain, right? It seems what are we on? 65,000 or something? Million. Million? Yes. Yeah, 60, Saturday, million, million. Yeah, the whole population went, went out. Yeah. It went out all over the country, in Argentina and Uruguay. That's crazy. Crazy. What causes that to happen? Solar flares. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's the main reason. It's not for this, but do you remember the... Well, you won't remember it, but you heard of the Carrington event? <laughs> yes, the uh, telegraph poles and stuff set on fire, didn't he? Telegrams. Mm. Mm, that was a solar flare. Yeah. 1860s, something like that. It was It was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, if, if something similar to that happened today, we'd be fucked. We would. We would. Seriously fucked. Twitter would probably go off. That'd be a good thing. No one would know about it, though, would they? Uh, well, how long? I mean, I have to charge my smartphone every night. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, mine's. I, I don't think it's because the battery runs out, but I think it's because China wants to listen all the time. Because I'm on a Huawei. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so they say I have to plug it in so they can hear, which is fine. I don't know what I, I probably give away government secrets in my sleep. They're planning their own form of uh, operating system, aren't they, Huawei? Yes, because Google have um, decided... Dicking them off. Well, I think the US have told Google they have to dick them off. Um, they'd make it very hard for Google to support Huawei on there. It's, it's not everything Google, but it's some integral part of the operating system, I think. So, yeah, Huawei are going to do that. My phone already has like a weird version of, of Android. Um, MUI, it's called. E-M-U-I which is Huawei's own, uh, and for a short time they allowed users the, the code to root the phone and put a, a vanilla standard version of um, Android on. Um, but then they suddenly stopped, so about a week after I got my phone, I thought, oh, I'll put normal Android Pi beta, whatever it is, um, and get rid of all this bloatware, and uh, they couldn't do it. And they still still won't let you so there's probably a nefarious third party way of doing it but Hawaii do, do you believe all this um, stuff about Huawei no no I think if if there was a company that powerful they'd, they'd, we'd know about it through other means than paranoid American politicians not just um, American it's over here as well, I think, as well. There was some controversy a couple of weeks ago, wasn't there? Because something was leaked. American politicians there. by proxy over here. Yeah. Do you not see the danger that um, they could be very tightly linked, uh, controlled by the state? Um, I mean, not not personally. Not from me personally. Oh, no, but I mean, if we're, if we're having parts for nuclear power plants or nuclear subs yeah. or satellites. Yeah. 
Well, they're kicking up a stink this this week about one of the parts on the F-35, Joint Strike Fire, mm. Lightning 2. Um, it's a PCB, printed circuit board for something in it. Um, made by a company in... Cup holder. Made by a company in... I'm going to say Stoke-on-Trent, but that's probably wrong. It's in the UK anyway. But they're owned by a Chinese company. So it's not a Chinese company doing the part, but their parent company is part Chinese owned or something right. and they're kicking up a stink about that so it seems any little tiny link to China is, is being scrutinised heavily at the moment I don't know why I mean Chinese seem like a great bunch of lads <laughs> <laughs> you've never been have you? nah no. I've been to a Chinese restaurant don't know if that counts I've got to rewire a Chinese takeaway in a couple of weeks have you? yeah you're going to put some good old blighty circuit boards <laughs> Put some listening devices GCHQ in. wires. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's unnecessary paranoia. Yeah. I don't know. Russian parts for nuclear power plants might be a little questionable. Well, Have isn't you- a Chinese company building that, that Hinkley point? Is that Chinese? Probably. Yeah, Hinkley Point B. Hmm. I don't know. I'll fact check that, but it'll definitely think, have international partners. I think we've lost the skills to do it. Yeah. We? Yeah. For, so. for anything, almost everything has an international partner now. What do you mean? We could probably make pies, I don't know. But almost any, any big infrastructure um, project has an international partner. So the know the um the f-35 i mentioned before the joint strike fighter there's and before then the euro fighter um had had a lot of uh there was a lot of collaboration with other european countries i don't think we've done anything massive and correct me if i'm wrong youth choppers but i don't think we've done anything massive on our own what about trident american uh delivery system i think is it yeah they're on uh, old, yeah. Um, they're on old. Um, shit, what are the missiles called? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's an American delivery system. Right? The thing is, we have we're we're in a mutual defence pact with America. Absolutely, we're in NATO, aren't we? And Europe, and yeah, yeah. So that's the difference. Whereas we don't have that sort of pact with the Chinese. So no, could we? We could. Let's go for that then. <laughs> if you're listening, if anyone from China's listening in a uh, in a position of uh, governmental decisions, we'll uh, we'll have a defence pact with you. Um, the Russians might not want us to want them to sign that. I don't think the Americans would either. The Russians and the Chinese are pretty close, aren't they? Communist, old communist roots. Yeah. Uh, this is that what it all boils goes back to the Cold War? Do you think? Yeah, communism versus capitalism. Yep, imperial capitalist pigs. The thing is, the Chinese have sort of they've been trying to. It seems well, I get the impression they're trying to embrace capitalism in in some ways and not in others. <laughs> I mean, it's very difficult to, to regime change, isn't it? I suppose um, well, you can't there, after can so many you? years. No, it certainly wouldn't be an overnight thing. But you, you're right, you know, if there's a softening of, um, of policies and stuff over a number of decades, 
who knows? Who knows where China would end up? But I don't, I don't think it helps. Um, kind of this worry around Chinese interventions and things. Saber rattling. Saber rattling. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to help them transition to a, a kind of um, more. I don't know. A more Western. Why would they? Well, what's uh, Japanese uh, Japanese culture like? So that's really they have a really strong culture of their own. Very, yeah. And yet they are what we would probably term Westernized. Mm-hmm. So and, and South Korea as well. And why why couldn't China go the same way? I mean, they might not want to. And what's wrong with that? I'm not wrong with it. No, I don't think they're malicious or. Thing is, I, though, I, don't, I just don't know. Uh, I don't so know. The problem is, though, what what is our society based on? Rule, rule of law, democracy, and free speech, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Fundamentals. Well, they don't have two of them. <laughs> so, no. Uh, ideally, they'd be more democratic, wouldn't they, and have actual elections, well, meaningfully. F- free speech is eroding over here, slowly, so maybe yeah. we'll meet somewhere in the middle few decades down the line oh god i know when uh Gav, horrible middle ground gavin mike from the long shot pods uh, came down friday night for something great bunch of lads <laughs> <laughs> and um as we were going out um Gav says to me um have you read uh 1983 oh prequel yeah uh, no it's 1980 i said 1984 he went yeah and uh because he's, he's thinking about re- reading it did he mean 1984? Yes. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And that's, a lot of that is sort of uh, coming true in a lot of people's eyes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think people are, are picking, cherry-picking certain things that are happening and saying, oh, that's the same as uh, what's going on here. But you're right, I mean, you can draw a lot of parallels with, uh, look at the amount of surveillance that's that we're under all the time now. Right now, probably. Well, there was that thing with Samsung TVs listening to you. Yeah. Um, we've got Alexas. Well, yeah, and we've we've got all this stuff that we're worried that China has. And I guess I guess the difference that we we say we see here we is vote. Well, yeah, I mean, just in terms of pure devices listening in and companies listening to us and all that sort of jazz. Here, people, companies listen in and kind of tailor advertisements towards you they would say we're gathering data on what your interests are so we can try and sell you some more shit that's the capitalist yeah way whereas in 1984 it's the state listening yeah which is probably more chance of happening in china yes yeah well uh, like i said before if we're if we're heading it's kind of a, a middle ground i'd say we're going more towards that way erosion of free speech potential for listening in and and checking what people are doing that that new porn law that everyone was panicking about that doesn't seem to have happened it's been delayed again wasn't it supposed to come in on the first of june don't know. and we don't all have to go to the news agents to buy porn passes i wouldn't no no and neither would anyone because even a you know 14 year old knows how to bypass a 
a basic uh, internet security thing that the government put in. I mean, they're not they're not experts. The government are they? Let's run a proxy. But I think that they're they're definitely um, trying to uh, gather more information on their their um, uh, uh, electorate. Yeah. Well, what's the justification? Keep us safe from the terrors. Terrorists. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the main justification? Absolutely. Because terrorism isn't conventional warfare. Nope. It can happen anywhere, anytime, via any method. All sorts of weird, different methods they've used. And so, you know, that's the rationale in that. In, In order to stop these things happening, we have to stop them before they happen. So we need to gather intelligence and... On everyone, <coughs> just and in case. Through it, yeah. I don't think. I think the maybe they can't gather stuff on everyone, but they don't have enough people. They have to focus it in, don't they? Mm. Focus the net down. There isn't the AI or the manpower to uh, watch everyone all the time yet. No. Nope. No, there isn't, and I don't think there ever will be. They'd have to. Well, you, you mentioned AI. They'd have to have AI. Mm to do that and then you'd have to validate that that ai isn't doesn't become malicious itself and start picking out you know um open the barbed doors hell yeah start um racially profiling people because it an ai isn't like a human you can say an ai will say well x amount of people who commit terrorism are of this demographic and a smaller percent of people who commit terrorism are of this demographic. Therefore, I will target the bigger demographic. You can't do that as a human because it's discriminatory. And Don't they call that racial profiling? Exactly, it's racial profiling. But it, is it racial profiling if a computer does it based on pure data? But you, would say, yes, but you would answer that you would say that that's why the police are doing it. Yeah. Based but, on raw yeah. data. So I don't think we'll ever get to that stage where an AI is doing it exclusively because i think it's far too um too dangerous that it would see the pure data and say well it's these guys <laughs> which guys the, the, the major <laughs> the major demographic that may com- be committing terrorism at that time so if it was oh. if it was uh like, if it was in the 1970s and 80s exactly. it would be um ginger white people it would be yeah. yeah it would like Jerry Adams. <laughs> it might be. Oh, you know, you bring Except, um, well, that would be wrong as well, wouldn't it? Because you, you would have, um, I'm sure there were other people doing terrorism at the time. But you would look at the data and say, well, most of the terrorism and most of the, in fact, where's it going to get that data from? It's only going to be reading it through, where does anyone get the data from? It's from bloody news stories and column inches and whatever perhaps and police reports what would feed the ai to be able to allow it to make these decisions facial recognition cameras everywhere right okay that up to it hook it up to the internet so that social media profiles yeah yeah youtube watching habits yep you could suck in if it was if it was good enough to suck information in from all over the internet yeah, and the physical world with CCTV, cash point transactions. Well, the physical world's interesting because maybe credit would, card, yeah, receipts. Yeah. Maybe it would find that 
that the actual um, issue isn't with a certain demographic, it's with someone else, or it's just more widespread than that. Right. If you eliminate the media and what's being fed to us, that could be completely incorrect. I don't know about that. I don't, but I'm not. I'm not twenty years into the future. No. Uh, keeping the media honest is a big problem. Don't have that problem in China. <coughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> state-run media, I guess, is it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Isn't it BBC state-run? No. <laughs> oh, don't get me on the BBC. <laughs> Fuck, you know. Do you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went through a stint. Uh, I found a rich vein of YouTube goodness. Oh, yes. I just uh, If you just go into YouTube and type in TV licensed goons. <laughs> and it's just videos of people of TV people with their mobile phones filming the TV licensed man coming knocking on the door and the interaction they have. Oh man. And I just I watched about an hour of it solid. You know, I got an email the other day with a job for being a TV license enforcer. Capita. Capita, yeah, yeah. Capita are the enforcement agency oh, on behalf man. of the BBC. Needless to say, I didn't apply. <laughs> what a thankless job. Ugh. Basically, you can get away without paying your licence and and watching the live TV. You shouldn't do this, eavesdroppers, because it's illegal. And if you were caught, you'd be fine. But you've, you've no obligation to speak to them when they come to the door. No. It's like bailiffs, isn't it? Uh, it's weak, weaker than bailiffs. Weaker than bailiffs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, wow. no, they're nothing. <laughs> they're nothing. You can just say um, bye and shut the door in the face. Are they stronger or weaker than Jehovah's Witnesses? <laughs> stronger. <laughs> stronger. <laughs> but uh, less staying power. Right, yep. Um, I I would love to get rid of my TV licence. I don't agree with it. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's 155 quid a month. It's more than Netflix. It's not that, yeah. A year. <laughs> year yeah. So it's more than Netflix. Yeah. Do you watch more live TV than you do, uh, more live broadcasts than you do uh, Netflix? I, no. You watch more Unequivocally, no. How often do you watch live TV? Very rarely. In fact, if I'm in a house a, on my own, the TV's not on. I don't turn it on. Yeah. Once a week? Once a month? An hour uh, a week? I don't know. I watched Country File before coming out. That was, that you was watch that every week? I, I watch a bit of it usually. Yeah. Well, say, say, so you consume, say, 30 minutes of live TV every week. Actively, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's on a lot. But no I'll one's probably, watching it. I probably can. <laughs> no, yeah, they are. <laughs> I probably consume more CBBS and then pop. Right. I see now our kids watch a lot of Netflix and YouTube. Right. So they don't watch much live. Because they want it on demand, you see. They yeah. don't want to watch what's on telly. They want to watch, they want to go to Netflix and pick Skylanders or Sam Sam. Sam Sam. Uh, so it's not good value for money for you, is it? No, no, it's not. And it's not for me because I'm, sim- I'm in a similar position. If, it, if, it, if the missus would let me, I would get rid of the TV license and get rid of the live TV. Would you pay um, £5 a month for iPlayer? Now, this is what the way I think they have to go. Mm. 
they need to go for more of a subscription model. Um, the only thing I usually watch is Question Time on the BBC. Okay. That, that's probably the only thing that I would miss out of my regular schedule. So would I pay five for that? Nah. I listen to a lot of BBC radio. Yeah, you see, I listen to podcasts and, and audio books exclusively. Mm. Or Spotify, if I'm at work. You know, the, you know, the problem is that we'll stop this from from being able to happen is no one has created a television that is incapable of receiving um you know bbc yeah. if you could if you built and marketed a television and said this is great you've got an hdmi lead you can plug it into whatever you want um <coughs> you can get it's internet connected you can get netflix prime all that jazz but you can't get BBC channels mm. on it. It's impossible. Yeah. That I bet they would sell like hotcakes and people buy them and ditch their TV lessons. But Thing it's it, not a product yet. It doesn't, it's it, it, irrelevant. If, if you don't want your license, you just uh, send them an email and say, I want to come, I want to withdraw. And they say, and, and they say, that's great. Um, you can stop your direct debit. And I think they say, we may send someone to check over the next, in the near future. Yeah, so that I mean that having one of these telescreens is unnecessary. It is unnecessary, but would it's stop so someone coming down and saying that's a fucking Samsung job, and it and it allows you to watch BBC telly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you've not got the iPlayer app on your telly, and you've not got your aerial plugged in. It's fine. You can have it. it you, you don't need a license to own a TV. Yes, you. You're right. You don't. No. It's a TV license, <laughs> but the, it's easy to to get out of paying not paying the TV license and then just watch your streaming stuff. And I I I would like to do it because on principle that I don't agree with it in the first place, really, and I don't do, think it's value for money. How do you feel about council tax? <laughs> <laughs> council tax is a necessary evil, isn't it? Yes. Want to pay have the bins collected and yep yep street lights the, the tip run and. Potholes filled. Ha ha. Occasionally. Surely that should come out of road tax, but it's not ring fenced. Everything goes in a big pot, doesn't it? And it's, yeah. Blinds the coffers of the government well, wine bar. You see, I think councils, they have some um, uh, maneuverability on what they charge, don't they? Yeah. We get a breakdown every every year. Of what mm. they've spent. How much is it? It's like that's like over a grand a year, I think, isn't it? Oh yeah, well over yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the idea of it is it's paying for so the things that a householder needs, mm. like waste disposal and yeah, shit like that, isn't it? I suppose we're we're we're. I imagine, or I can, I can see why people get annoyed. Is when they mess around with bin collections and say we're only picking them up once every three weeks. You've got to have this bin, and your your new bin's a lot smaller than your old bin, and you can only put this, that, and the other in it, and blah blah blah. Which is all right, but but I, I can understand where where people get annoyed. Well, the problem is, is they've had the funding cut from central government. Yeah, I don't know where all this money is. We're saving is is gone. What do you mean? 
Well, they say they're having doing all these cuts. Yeah, the mon- that money must be going somewhere. No, it's not like savings no, account. No, no, that we can. Save. No, we're just borrowing less every year. Right, we're not, okay. we're not in surplus so yet. Happening. When have we, we ever been in surplus? Um, during I think it was Gordon. Uh, was it when Tony Blair? Shortly after Tony Blair came in, we had a short surplus for a couple of quarters. Do we? Yep. Huh. I think so. Oh, uh, that's when I think that's when VAT went down, didn't it? Slightly. I have been. Seventeen and a half percent. I think it went down to fifteen because mm. it used to be seventeen and a half. Mm-hmm. It went down to fifteen and went back up to twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the idea is, if you get the deficit under control, that's the only way of paying the national debt off. Right. Because okay. you have to be in surplus to. And then you inflate your way out of it to a degree as well over right. the time. Mm. Yeah, so they, may, they, they basically have a choice to make, didn't they? The councils either cut services or increase taxes, council tax and yeah. business rates and things. And a lot of them have had to cut a lot, haven't they? You know, libraries closing and. Yeah, I think, our, like that. I think they've just increased our council tax. Yeah. Which is fine, I suppose, like say necessary evil. We pay a lot in tax. We do? You know, not just income and tax and NI. There's fuel fuel taxes fuel and... Tax, uh, ale tax, wine tax, cigarettes if you smoke them. VAT, yeah, road tax. Who's that one? Uh, Capital gains tax. Yeah. Tax on everything. We're pretty heavily taxed, society. Yeah, yeah, we do have like the NHS though, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Have you watched Black Mirror yet? Yes. All three? Yes. What do you think? That Smithereens was far and away the best one. That was the taxi driver one. Right. I, I say I've watched all three. I fell asleep during the um, fucking VR, VR computer game one. The one with Falcon in? From Gladiator. <laughs> no, from, from the Avengers. All right. Uh, yeah, was it that one? It was two lads, wasn't it? And they, they end up bonking in a video game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the first episode. Yeah. The third episode was the Miley Cyrus one. Yes, which I didn't really like. Although there was a, a great nod to um, Nathan Barley in it. Right. It was a, a framed Sugar Ape front cover in the in the background of one scene that's uh in my opinion some of charlie brooker's finest work <laughs> i didn't even realize it was miley cyrus to the end <laughs> i had to be told by by the missus yeah halfway through mm. <laughs> i think i, I want to look back at that one and see if i can spot a billy ray cyrus cameo <laughs> i think she's a good actress or actor. Seems alright. I thought she was a good actor. Mm. That's why I didn't think she was a real pop star. I thought she was an actress. Wait, wasn't Acting wasn't a pop she star. wasn't she in a Disney thing before she was a pop star? I don't know. Wait, what was she in? Uh Sabrina. Hannah Montana, maybe was that Miley Cyrus? I don't know. I think I think she was in one of these saccharine shit sweet shows. shit shows. These <laughs> 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 Disney t- 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 shit shows. Well, uh, Britney Spears started off, and uh, her boyfriend, Justin Timberlake, they started off in the Did Mickey it? Mouse okay. Club. Ah, uh, yeah, Masketeers. Which was a Disney thing, weren't it? Yeah. Do we have Do we have an equivalent over here? 
Mr. Tumble. Ice Club Juniors. Uh, oh. Mr. Tumble. <laughs> Justin. Justin's house. He's he's a great guy. Have you he's, met him? No, but he's... No, yeah, he's probably a jerk in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think he writes steamy novels under a nom de plume. <laughs> I like watching the CBB's panto. Yeah, that's good. Every year. It is good. The Mr. Bloom. You know, he's not a real northerner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Fake news. It's a, it's a deep fake. <laughs> oh, Have you seen the um, the Zuckerberg deep fake? Yeah. It's pretty weird. Was the Spectre thing a Bond reference? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it looked pretty convincing. did sound like him. Oh, I've never heard him speak. Oh. So to me, it was it was in. They should have made it more robotized. <laughs> it would have been uh, more accurate. <laughs> Android, Android boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's we're not far off that that point where someone could take a photo of you and take a hundred of your words and then just make a video of you saying anything and Absolutely. it being completely believable. Probably there now. Would you call that fake news? <laughs> uh, it. I'd call it quite disturbing. If I was a victim of deep fakery, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Just in the shed, pulling your pud. I've, I've, <laughs> I've said a lot of words. There's a lot of words I'm saying right now that are out there. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> I've just... <laughs> Just Just my, my port port. crisis. <laughs> port crisis. Oh, oh man, we, need, this, we uh, need something fluid. <laughs> Move this. Get some white wine. <laughs> Rub salt into it. It's all over the decoupage. <laughs> it's all right. It's had loads of varnish. Um, I don't know if... Oh, use lost pot... Oh, do I want to use lost policy manners to no. my pot? Not for pot. I've nothing... Oh, it will look like blood. Oh, I've got some... Um, bog roll. Bog roll. Oh, God. Eavesdroppers, this is this is the first time this has happened in 87 episodes. There's, there's liquid on the console. Good <laughs> job I spilt it on that table and not this table, isn't it? Otherwise yeah. it'd have been... Ah! <laughs> roadcaster. Oh, one sheet. Get, get trading standards on the phone. <laughs> Do you remember when the uh, the TV ad you first saw the TV advert for one sheet? One sheet. <laughs> I thought it's the finest, the finest TV advert I'd ever seen. The Matador. One sheet. <laughs> one sheet. Slightly racist, probably in today's. Day. Couldn't do that. Oh, couldn't get away with that nowadays. Do you not think? I don't know. I I, I like to think. I'm it wrong. Would. Yeah. Well, it's gone mad. Do you remember um, Jasper Carrot's commercial breakdown? I kind of do. I kind of do. And it was, I it was tended, probably young. It tended to be like racy or outrageous um, commercials from Scandinavia often. Oh, yes. I do remember it. <laughs> oh, I remember those. In my formative years, the <laughs> Scandinavian commercials, yes. Rather. Some racy IKEA advert. Mmm. I was quite a wonderful every day. Quite a fan of Jasper Carrot in my youth. Is he still alive? Oh yeah. Let's get him on a podcast. <laughs> Jaspo. Do you think he likes being called Jaspo? Probably not. Big Jasp. Who else is still alive? Um, <laughs> Bob 
Carol G's. Oh, really? Dog. I don't know. It's before my time out. Uh, who's I think there's another guy a bit like Jasper Carrot. Uh, Phil Cool. Yeah, Phil Cool. Is he? There's a. Ah, oh, he used to play guitar. <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> that's, that's him. Dave Hendrix. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jasper Carrot. Um, Les Dennis. He's he's bigger bigger than us now. Is he still alive? Les <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he? Les Dennis is alive, yeah. Keith Chegwin's not there. Do you remember him in Extras? That's it. Yeah, I do, yeah. Les Dennis. Box, so, yeah. Keith Chegwin's dead? Yeah, he is, yeah. Is he? Yeah. When was that? Chegger's... <laughs> Chegger's what? Chegger's... Chegger's get the bucket. <laughs> I was going to say, Chegger's goes pop. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, he was It wasn't a heart attack, was it? <laughs> it may have been. Do you remember Naked in the Jungle? Yeah. Nearly gave me a heart attack. I never watched it. It's on Channel 5. Yeah. Could have got away with that without your TV lessons. As long as you didn't watch it live. Yeah. Or record it. Whoa, whoa, it's on Channel 5. Doesn't matter. You can't watch live TV, any live TV. Really? Without a TV license. What if it's a live stream... Webcam feed. Asking for a friend. Oh, yeah. What about if you set up a YouTube channel saying, I'm going to stream live TV? I think people do that for football and stuff. They uh, video their TV yeah. and stream it out and all the uh, salubrious I wonder if, pubs. I wonder if the TV license goons could get you if you, they caught you doing that. How many brain cells do you think the average TV license goon has? Oh, um, four hundred billion. Yeah, it's pr- it's probably it's probably around that. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I've no idea. Is there's, that a standard a lot, brain? I think so. Isn't it the most complicated thing in the universe, the human brain that oh, we know of? We're so big-headed. <laughs> I I don't know that we know of. I think it is. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah, why it's okay. so difficult to make a new one. And make a fake one. Deep fake brain. It's all um, electrical impulses, isn't it? Neural nets. Synapses. Electrical charges, energy. Yeah. Acetylcholine. What's that? It's a, a, a transmissive <laughs> West hormone. Uh, like a chemical that crosses the gap. Because your synapses have... Your synapses are the gaps between you. He's making a fist at me. Yeah, Stop fist, fisting me. I need, a, I need another hand. I'm going to cup this fist. <laughs> for, those, for those of you watching in black and white, I'm cupping a fist to uh, imitate a synapse. In a, in Come a, here, uh, goose, you big stud. God, this is rubbish. <laughs> but anyway, it needs, because um, there's gaps, it needs some kind of uh, transmissive fluid Ooh. between it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we figured that out yet. How it works. Yeah. This gel. Yeah. Yeah, it's mega complicated. I know. I love all that shit. I love stuff we don't know. It's like, fuck you, science. I love you, but I like the stuff you don't know. Do you know what one of the most um, unscientific terms you could use is? Fuck you, science. Scientific (laughs) consensus. Scientific consensus, as in a group of scientists agree on something. No, that's the term scientific consensus. Consensus as a word shouldn't exist in science. 
because because everything gets overturned eventually you're looking for deeper knowledge yeah all things you don't just say right that's that that's we have we have a consensus on this therefore it is true yeah i suppose it's just i mean gravity for one nothing is true in science it's just the best the best understanding we have at the time yeah and uh, you're right actually that that absolutely changes people know that gravity keeps you on earth and people know that that um you know things have mass and until now i still don't think people know what what conveys mass to an object i know they've talked about um Higgs <laughs> that's boat. what he had a curry night before yeah <laughs> huh <laughs> people have talked about higgs bosons and stuff um <coughs> i don't know it's a mystery i was thinking we should um make a reading list i think that's a good idea Yes. Thought it might be interesting to pick like our five we'll start with five must read books. Naked Lunch, William Burroughs. Oh, I was thinking Jamie Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Chef, he he he's been in shit recently. Oh, this is an American chap. Who yeah, wrote American Naked Lunch. Yeah. Is it a novel? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's quite racy. Right. What's so good about it? It was banned at the time. Um, I think, I suppose when I was growing up, I was kind of drawn to banned books and banned films because they were they were verboten. So I did a little collection of banned DVDs that were that were banned at the time. Like Animal the Farm. Man. No. <laughs> the Wicker Man. Um, Life of Brian. Life of Brian, yeah. Um, Night of the Living Dead was banned. Yeah, there'd be a lot of gore, a lot of gory films. A lot of the collection was gore. And at the time, Exorcist, yeah, the Exorcist was banned. Yeah, I think, um, at the time they were still talking about unbanning some of these films, so a lot of them were only unbanned on the DVD release as opposed to so you couldn't get them on VHS. And then because DVDs came out while we were, we would have been what. Maybe 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I've got a Highlander VHS behind me. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, my eldest lad came in here recently and he came in and went, whoa, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, this is what we used to use before CDs. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking like nine inches long. (laughs) Fucking seriously old tech, isn't it? It's like a house break. (laughs) <laughs> but didn't have, it, didn't have fairy lights in when i remember <laughs> we used to have these fake leather bound vhs cases oh, yeah. do you remember them? yeah and you put them in your bookcase to make to make you oh it's so vain when you think about yeah. it isn't it it's to make your vhs look like books like you're reading books on the shelf i used to re- really get annoyed if you had a collection of a few films of of dvds like say you had bond films or something i had all the bond films on sorry on vhs and if they you know if the mgm logo didn't line up on the on the stripe on the sleeve yeah because you get one that was printed differently or they mm. decided to do a different sleeve and it either didn't have it or just something different either that or you had like an an x rental copy that the um blockbuster was showing off and the, the actual case was about 
two centimeters bigger than the rest of the cases. Right. So they didn't stack annoy me. So, that properly. Yeah, so those fake leather cases would have been great for me. <laughs> <laughs> All uniform. Yeah. Grew out of that little OCD phase, I think. The thing with VHS was you could record live TV. Yes, you could. Yeah, you just buy blank, blank tapes. Yeah. And you could make compilation VHSs. You used to have Video Plus. You could type. We never had it, but you could type in a code and it would record the series for you. Oh my word! Pro, any any eavesdroppers who are like under the age of thirty, programming a video recorder used to be a fucking pain in the dick yeah. to record. Yeah. So you had to set the time. You had to make sure you'd re- <laughs> rewind the tape to the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure the tracking's all aligned. It would use the clock on board the vhs yeah. so it wasn't like it was getting a signal from the bbc to start recording no no you'd like, say oh what time's curry on seven o'clock set the right? clock it was a timer timed record shit british summer time and you'd totally missed it well you'd set something to record say it was supposed to start at half ten and then you'd come back and you press record and a football match had gone into extra time oh yeah. so you'd lose the back end of your tv program you yeah. wanted to record i don't think you could stop it i don't think there was a stop <laughs> I'm it's pretty impossible. sure. Could, I'm pretty sure you could you could set it to start, <laughs> and it would just record from that instance. I might be wrong. To the end of the tape, yeah. But you can go well, auto record rewind from seven till half seven, half seven, and then. Do you remember auto rewind when it got to the very end? It would rewind. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking noisy. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's a lost sound. That's a bit like the modem sound at the start of our podcast. Yeah. But fuck, I'm gonna right. Making all yeah. Uh, lost sound archive. We need an, uh, a 1989 Panasonic <laughs> VHS VHS rewind sample MP3, and we'll incorporate that into the uh, opening yes. music. I didn't realise you were cack-handed. I've only really? done, how long have I known you? Twenty years? Mm. Longer? Twenty? I don't know. Four years? Southpaw. Yes. Cack-handed. The writing. Left-handed. How do you find fountain pens? Fucking nightmare. <laughs> writing my certificate books are mm. hard work because they're massive, chunky books. Jeez. And you've got to do carbon copies. It's a ball ache. You're probably eligible for a blue badge. Yeah. Disabled. <laughs> yeah. Mentally. Well, they've <laughs> retarded. They've just extended them to invisible disabilities so if you if you've got anxiety or whatever right uh i suppose it depends where you draw the line of how responsible the state is for looking after invalids uh where would i draw that line less responsible than you were what is that is that a good thing Arguably, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah. Because you used to have, um, I suppose it's like going from the old uh, mental hospitals, they used to call them, to care in the community now. Right. As it's ups and downs, I suppose. There's a lot less stigma, I think, to mental illness now. Yeah, because people talk about it, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's a great thing. 
Why were you saying I was just saying, oh, cack-handed? Cack-handed, yeah. Thing is, I'm I'm different hands for different things. Oh, yeah, ambivalent. No, ambidextrous. I don't know, because I think to be truly ambidextrous, you have to be as good with either hand. Ah, you play guitar right-handed. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I, all right. I don't think left and right-handed exists. I think it's just about the amount of time spent doing it that way. Practice makes perfect. It's everything. It's 10,000 hour rule. How are you writing with your right hand? How is you writing with your right hand? I never I never practice, so it's shit. <laughs> uh, okay. I suppose you're right. My, my, my daughter's uh, learning to write, and mm. she favours her right hand for that. Maybe I should start getting her to write with the left. I don't know. For our kids' generation, I think writing will be a thing of the fucking past pretty much soon. Yeah, because it'll be... Typing or vocal, yep. sound, to speech to action. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to copyright that. Yeah. Software. <laughs> Make breakfast. Load up to speech to action. <laughs> speech to action. T Earl Grey, hot. <laughs> Make it so. Um, so... I play guitar right-handed because the only reason I started was my brother had a guitar. So mm. I picked his up and his guitar was right-handed. And the rest, eavesdroppers, <laughs> is history. No, but so it's nothing to do with me left hand. No. Or being left or right-handed. It doesn't matter. You naturally favour your right hand for I, stuff. I'm... Well, my throwing... <laughs> <laughs> left is my throwing arm. Right. So I'm <laughs> not throwing one over at knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have to throw a ball, I'll use my left hand or throw a dart, right. I'm going to use my left hand. If I have to hit something, I'll use my right hand. Right. So a racket sports. Yeah. Um, hitting something with a bat. A bat. You like, a, like a TV license game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so my right hand, hand is power and my left hand is accuracy. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> when I used to play football at school, I had more... I was I wouldn't say I was two-footed, but I had more power in my right foot to more accuracy in my left foot. I remember playing football with you once uh, in... I'd destroy you. Bradford. Well, it wasn't one-on-one. <laughs> you Cuppies. It, it was... I don't know. We were in Bradford, and mm. we'd been to um, Raymond Jet Squad's birthday party. We went to Friday Night Disco. Oh yeah, club. FND. Extremely sticky. I remember drinking five bottles of VK for a pound. Surely not cheap. Not that cheap. Maybe it was. It was so cheap. It was amazing. We all got extremely drunk and decided to play football the next day. Brent, I don't play football. Eavesdroppers, if you ever see me, you'll you'll know why I don't play football. <coughs> but um I know why you don't play football. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, <coughs> and I remember there were there were about seven of us playing football. I think it probably was cuppies. Headers and volleys. Headers and volleys. Uh, a couple of people went off to the side, lines to be sick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's that's kind of my only experience of football. Um, me and Matt and the other lads who went to our primary school, we used to play footy quite a lot at nights. Right. And it, at weekends... Us at Park, Mill Lane Park. Oh yeah. It's great if the but if the nets were up. The goalposts were up. Yeah. We used to go regularly. <clears throat> There's nothing better than smashing a ball and it hitting the crossbar. Mm. 
Apart from scoring a goal, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or if he goes in off the crossbar. All right, okay. They're yeah, the best yeah. when he just pings straight down. And <laughs> Tony Yaboa. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of snake guy. Don't they say that your left half of your brain's responsible for some things and your right hand for other? Isn't <laughs> don't they say some like right hand brain people and left hand brain people? Like left hand brain people might be more artistic, things like that. Yeah, I have heard that. Is that a thing? Said I don't know which way around it is or what it what it alludes to, but Well, I'm left brain I'm <laughs> I don't know. One or other in it. Not both. <laughs> bye brained. Bye bye brain. Don't they reckon we only use some at daft like fifteen percent of our brain's capacity? Some of you do, yes. <laughs> no, everyone. <laughs> yes. Is that not a thing? Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it's just meat. <laughs> it's grain beat. It's in untapped potential. I know. What are you going to do, though? <laughs> I don't know. How do you tap it? With, uh, we're lazy as a species. Sudoku? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Chinese control method. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that keeps us within our 15%. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. We talked about this before. I mean, you, you mentioned that... Um, the brain acts as sort of a filter, perhaps. It filters out some of the environment that we can't comprehend. And it's your your suggestion, your theory, your hypothesis, was that um, in conditions such, of auti- such as autism, that filter is uh, dulled somewhat. Or bent, or manipulated. Mani- or by damaged. who? The Chinese? <laughs> or damaged. <laughs> yeah. So it's different, and the... And the it, it acts differently and, and there's less filtered through. So you mentioned the guy who goes up in a helicopter and then draws a lot of stuff from memory. I mean, there's loads of people like that. People the people with photographic memories. Yeah. They're you not don't uncommon. Have to be autistic, but there's well, loads they, they're of They're uncom- uncommon, but they're not. It, it's, it's not like one in a million. No, no. It's fairly common. Like great, you know, great artists. Anyone, anyone kind of great creatively or academically or anything is. Going back to Britney Spears again. Seems to be, yeah, seems to be <laughs> using more of that, that brain, I guess, uh, less of a filter. Do you remember when Hit Me Baby One More Time I came do. out? I remember the video. What would we have been? Baby. 14? Younger? Uh, well, are we the same age as Britney Spears? Don't know. We One can't. of us <laughs> has the same amount of hair that she had when she went crazy and shaved it all off. I think that's the only connection. Right. Where is my <laughs> telephone, my device? To check, your checking device. Yeah, it's probably up here in the um, 85% of brain I'm not using. Mm. Yeah, I would say she was maybe 16 when that came out, or 17. I think mm. she was 17 when Hit Me Baby came one more bit. <laughs> came out. <laughs> Fifteen percent. Hit me failing. in my baby bits. <laughs> Hit the time. Hit the time in the baby more bits. Yeah, that was uncanny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's say she's the same age. So, yeah, our formative years. What did you uh, record that onto VHS? 
No, no, <laughs> I did not. MTV, making no. little little man, uh, manking, wanking the <laughs> MTV mixtape. <laughs> 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 a wanking MTV mixtape. No, I didn't have MTV, unfortunately. If you were going to make an MTV wanking compilation... From, oh, hang on. from that period. I was going to say classic MTV <laughs> on MTV now. Yeah, who'd be on it? Uh, One more time. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Let me think. Um, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. That was South Park, by the way. I wasn't being terrible. <laughs> um... Uh, I can't even remember. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I, I kind of like Danny Minogue a bit better at the time. Don't know why. This is Brunette. it. Oh, this time I know it's the real thing. Uh, I can't explain what I'm feeling. I'm lost for words. I'm in a daze. Did, uh, did MTV ever screen Baywatch? Oh, that was on Channel 4, wasn't it? Mm. No, ITV. Baywatch, TV lessons. Lessons. Um, it used to be Baywatch and then Gladiators, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> On a Saturday. Yeah. Baywatch, I'm going to say Baywatch 5 till 5.50 or 5.45 and then Gladiators till half six. I reckon it was. That what? And then maybe you flip over for Blind Date. Oh, <laughs> Star that, TV. That's it. <laughs> Wank tape complete. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Gladiators every yeah, week? I did, yeah. Who's your favourite? Gladiator. Yeah, of, of. Oh, what about a boy favourite? Mm. <laughs> boy favourite? Didn't, <laughs> yeah. really, didn't really know it's the Just pretend you're like an uh, ancient Greek or Emperor Hadrian. Uh, who did I appreciate the athleticism of? Yeah. I can't even remember their names. Oh. There's one with a stupid haircut. Fucking Wolf. Ah, oh, Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfman, the old guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the best because he, he had. Like, I liked uh, Cobra. Cobra. He was blonde and he was funny. There was, was Hunter as well. Wasn't yeah, he? He, was he was a bit of a snob, wasn't he? Panth- uh, was there a Panther? Don't I? Uh, g- g- uh, don't know. Panther. <laughs> Panthro. <laughs> it's Panthro. <laughs> he, could, he could mend a thunder tank for you. <laughs> Not so good at, uh, on the travel On the travel yeah. <laughs> what were the other games? What's the one in where they're in the giant mouse spheres? Uh, Atlas, Atlas Balls. Was it Atlas Balls? <laughs> Atlas Spheres. Atlas Sphere. Atlas Balls. Um, <laughs> Pugil Sticks. What was that? Jewel. 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 Yeah. Ah, that's, yeah, they use the Pugil Sticks in Jewel. Yeah, and, and helmets. What else did they have? Uh, Hang Turf. The Wall. The Wall. That was always exciting. It was. It's 1v1. And they'd and chase him down and fucking rag him off by their ankles. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> they, yeah, they removed them. <laughs> uh, oh, pyramid. Oh yeah, sure. that was that was wild. If you're near the top and someone just threw you back, and you're going down like thirty feet of foam cubes. What's that? Nightmare. <laughs> what's what's that one where they're running around and they had to throw balls into the little. The little holes. (laughs) They were like the pods out of aliens. Yeah. But but see-through with a, yeah, gap. You you chuck chuck like a 
uh, SpongeBob in or something. I, I always yeah. thought I'd be good at that because I was good at throwing bits, pulled you up bits of paper you in a bin. Throw them in. You had to dunk them. To dunk them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like um, that. The center bin was what worth was the centaur. The center. <laughs> the center bin was worth ten points. Yes. And the outer bins were worth five. If you made it through all the gladiators into the middle, you got bonus points. Yeah, you did. It was pretty that. brutal, that. It was? It was called Powerball. Powerball. Nice. <laughs> yeah, gladiators was good. And then the, the two contestants, basically, uh, eavesdroppers under 30 again, the two yeah. contestants play games against the gladiators 1v1 or group games to earn points. And at the end, the points convert into time, your timed head start oh, yes. to do the final event, which was just the two contenders 1v1 against each other. What was the final event called? I don't know. I can't remember. The Eliminator? No. Yeah, the was Eliminator. The Eliminator. Wasn't it? The Eliminator. Or, or, or was the Eliminator the ramp at the end, the Travelator? I think that was the Travelator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've got. Do you know which bit I've got a Gladiator's annual? The, I know we've got the annual. Oh, okay. I've two annuals. Do you know what my uh, the bit I used to hate doing, the watching? No, the uh, the balance beams. There was there was a bit early on where they had to walk across these balance beams. I thought, oh god, I'd be shit at that. I'd be too nervous. Transformers annual. Yeah, I had that as a kid. Found all these are from. Oh fuck, my knee. All these are from the charity shop. This is great. This is I think great. annuals are fifty p. And I've got a Night Rider. Do you know the great thing about annuals? They only come out once a year. Four ninety nine. This was. It's probably expensive at the time. Nine ninety five. Yeah, it's probably the same uh, price as an uh, annual these days. That's Cobra. That's Cobra. a really charismatic one. Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite boy gladiator. I'm with you on the girls. It's Jet. Shall jet we, uh, bust. Oh, it is Jet's bust. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, Jet will bust. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, eavesdroppers, allow me to read a few tidbits <laughs> from the 1995 Gladiators annual. Danger Zone was a was one apparently. Uh, the firing things from like guns. Yeah, the contender armed with a missile launcher has to reach four safe stations and defuse them within ten seconds before they auto-destruct. Meanwhile, a gladiator stands on a high platform firing tennis balls at the contender at the speed of a Wimbledon champion. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> I won't be making this shit up. This is serious. <laughs> Swing shots. Oh, that's where they're on elastic bands. <laughs> and they've <laughs> got to put the balls in the, ding, to the middle. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, was pretty much like that, that was quite a good one. Sli- slingshot. Did you know two gladiator shows are recorded in one day? One in the afternoon, the other in the evening. It takes approximately four hours to record each one. How many, how many, astonishingly, how many viewers regularly tune into Gladiators? In, not, uh, not now. 96. In 95. That's 95. I'm going to say 6 million. 14.5 <laughs> million people. Really? Yeah. That would break records in today's TV watching, TV ratings, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's more than like the EastEnders finale or whatever. All those licensed Payers. 14 and a half million. Falcon. Quote, she's a lovely lady and she's pretty too. 
Andrew Smith, age nine, from Tilbury, Essex. <laughs> God. Hunter. Hunter. So this guy is all muscles. He's the one who shagged all re car, car, car. Six, six foot three. Huh? 18 stone. <laughs> fat. Uh, <laughs> chest, 51 inches. I don't know what that is in, in new money, but it seems seems a lot. <laughs> I just read legs, <laughs> 19 inches, but... <laughs> Got it the wrong way around. Uh, arms nineteen inches, like twenty eight inches. It's still kind of short. Twenty eight inches. Oh, is that leg. high? I thought you were going around. I don't. I don't Machine know. Girth. It's around. It's around. <laughs> waist thirty three inches. Oh, that's your waist size. Thirty three. Fucking hell, son of the me. He's young and sexy. Anna Simpson, age twelve, Kings Lynn. Oh God, that's a bit, isn't it? Borderline that, isn't it? Weird. I don't know if they print that today. Don't know. John Fash knew here. He was the uh, presenter. Awooga! Awooga. Oh, no, that was, that was the other guy, wasn't it? Chris Agabusi. No. Okay. Don't think so. Okay. What's Chris Agabusi's uh, catchphrase? Awooga. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having previously played for Norwich City, Crystal Palace, Lincoln City and Millwall, all football teams, these droppers, he joined the Dons... Wimbledon, in March 1986, in a how many pounds transfer deal? Oh, 5,000. <laughs> 125,000. <000. laughs> this is John Fashney we're talking about here. God. Blimey. Ah, Jet, here she is. She's pretty and friendly. Amish Ben, age 36. <laughs> Preston. Jet is the best, and she can put anyone to the test. Jonathan Ball, age five, Mansfield. I don't think a five-year-old <laughs> can, can, ra- can rhyme that hard. I'm not sure. That's slick. Jet is I bet the best. I bet lazy. Put anyone to the test. I bet lazy MC could at five. Oh, he could, yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Jet's birthday, 13th of February, 1970. Well, how old were we then? 95. 12. 12? Yeah. So... That could have been you and me writing in the. Yeah. When Jack comes on, I get a funny feeling in my pants. Phil, age six. <laughs> no, 12. <laughs> <laughs> Priest Town. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you know that chart is a, seems to be a Preston thing? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Are Chart. Chart. Yeah, I didn't know that. People buy um, t shirts. And it says, I think it says Aricha. In, what, as a Preston thing? Yeah. From Preston. So that people, when they go on holiday, people recognise them from being from this area. It's that seems to be that unique to this area. Why would you advertise that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think other people's... Am I right? Is it a Preston thing or not? I have heard. I've heard others, others in our, uh, our little gang... Uh, mention that that it is a Preston thing like uh, butter pies is that a Preston thing or a Lancashire thing uh, I think it's a Preston thing what I think parched peas is a Preston thing but I think they're called like black peas elsewhere black eyed peas yeah <laughs> shut up just shut up shut up <laughs> 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 oh god yeah Preston 
It's all right. It's all right. Oh, it is. He turned into a, a <laughs> millennial then. Millennial. 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 I love this millennial speak. Well, what what is it? We are millennials, depending on if you look at the demographic. <laughs> Apparently, if you're born in half between 82 and 94. All right, then. Gen Z, then. I like this Gen Z Gen talk. Z. Uh, you can go on YouTube and look for the current breakdown of the, the current slang. Can you? Yep. People do breakdowns for parents. That's what people say now. Oh, I don't know. Where to, I'd have to look it up. I mean, we're going back a couple of years, but like Bay. Bay. Michael Bay. Like Michael Bay. <laughs> but you know, your your baby. Your, Bay? Your, your, your bitch. Or your My lover. My dog. Your lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Your bae. lover is your Bay. B-A-E. B-A-E. <laughs> British Aerospace. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's well, loads. I don't get it. There's loads of modern slang. We should we should use it. Should we? It'd be fun, hilarious. Get get down with the kids. Yeah. All right. We should learn consciously. Make an effort to learn the current slang and employ it on the podcast. Uh, okay, dog. That's <laughs> 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 oh, <so> fucking <laughs> jive turkey. <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> it's either that or you get really old stuff. I think Shakespeare invented a lot of them. Whoa there, bucko. Shakespeare. You, thou mewling quim. <laughs> thy mewling quit. That means two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was clever, weren't he? Yeah, he I was. Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, he was, he was from outer space. There's a big mystery about him, you know. <laughs> Who was he? Who was he really? Well, Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big, I'll send you a YouTube link. Excellent. For to a presentation. There's lots of weird things about William Shakespeare. But that's for another day. Okay. Perhaps we could do a special. A bard special. If we got the expert, I watched an interview with this guy who's been researching this stuff for fucking fifty years. And uh I wonder if he'd do the podcast, he'd be really interested actually, thinking about it. Yeah, I might look into that. I have a new experience this week. Okay. Is this to do with right hand, left hand again? Right foot, left foot, yeah, it does. Oh, really? Mm. A new experience. You've been to a podiatrist? No, I kicked a door in. You kicked a door in? For the first time. All right. How did it feel? Ace. Did you go for the, um, where the lock is? Mm. Immediately below. Right, okay. Cool. What kind of door? Um... (laughs) (laughs) A really shit cardboard oh, one of corrugated those, uh, one. Yeah, non-fire door. <laughs> so, yeah, shit, you don't oh, you want to be careful doing that. You put your foot through it and bleed to death. That's why you have to hit the lock underneath yeah. the lock where it's strong. Yeah, otherwise yeah, you could just go straight through, straight through it and rip your leg to pieces. Oh, Phil bled out this week. How do you do that? Like, you kicked a door in. <laughs> in the panel. Fucking hulked out and <laughs> killed himself on a door. <laughs> right, I was sat out, I think this was Wednesday morning. Right. I was sat out on the back step having a fag of my coffee with double cream in. A fag of my coffee. And listening to a podcast or uh, watching a YouTube video. This is part of my morning routine right? before I leave work. What time is this? Uh, about, I don't know, half eight, something like that. Oh, so like mid-afternoon then. 
<laughs> I get a knock on the door. I'm like, whoa. No one ever knocks at our door. And I open the door and it's this guy who lives down the street. He's always constantly walking a dog. Right, okay. <laughs> I see him multiple times a day. His own dog or just... Right uh, he time? seems to just walk everyone's dog. Oh, okay. Because he has, seems to have a different dog. Wow. He, he, has, he seems to walk about 10 different dogs. And this is the big black shaggy one, a bit like a sheep dog. Right. And uh, I've never spoke to him, really, even though I see him every day. And uh, he goes, it's your neighbour. Your neighbour's locked in. Ugh. And uh, we've got new neighbours across the way here. Yeah. So I go out and... At the box room window is open. It's a three-bed semi-saw, one yeah. room. The smallest bedroom is called the box room. Yes. And she's at the window there saying, I'm locked in. I've been in here over an hour. Can you... <laughs> <laughs> she goes, no one walks down this street. <laughs> this how, do the you, first... uh, how do you lock yourself in? Well, the new neighbours, they've been doing renovations. And right. a fella has took handle off the door. To keep her in? <laughs> no, because she's been painting it or whatever. All right, okay. I forgot to put it back on. She's gone in <laughs> to do something, some laundry oh, or something, and the door's shut behind her. He's going to be in trouble. Yeah. So I said, uh, just throw it down, I'll get me tools. She went, no, no, I'll just come and kick it in. So I said, no, it's all right. I'll <laughs> come and smash me back doors in. <laughs> so it's all right, I'll get me tools. I thought I might be able to do it graciously. So I went up and... <laughs> And uh, I, there was no handle on the outside. Right. Um, so I tried to use my pad saw to turn the mechanism yep. manually on from the outside. But As just, you would do. But I mean, pad saw would be my go-to uh, go choice for turning mechanisms. It's tapered to various sizes. So you, you can put it in until it fits yeah. and then turn it. But it weren't happening. It was an old fucking mechanism. It was ancient right. as well. It's probably 50 years old. And uh, she went, oh, just kick it in. <laughs> kick my pad keep my door in so i i thought oh right this is good so i put my tool down i thought am i gonna do it it's on my left side the lock was on my left side <laughs> the handle so i went left foot i took Ooh. um i took maybe two steps yeah run up and then foot flat underneath the handle yeah and because it's one of those, those shit doors <laughs> i told her to get back as well but fuck <laughs> I kicked the door and it went back so hard that it's it smashed all it smashed a hole with something on the other side. She was thinking some kind of radioactive man. I kicked it into like fucking Captain America. So it just went bang like that. Do you know what was going through my mind? I didn't want to make a mess. Yeah. But I was thinking. If I don't give it enough and it doesn't go, I'm going to look feeble. Yeah, yeah. So I give it an extra, I give it 100%. <laughs> and it swung open so hard, it busts something on the other side. Oh, I was, uh, no. If, what I should have done is just take a handle off one of the other doors and I could have just opened it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking. <coughs> 2020 hindsight. I reckon it takes me two hours to get going mentally in the morning. Yeah. Plus, when you got the red mist kicking in the door, <laughs> got that adrenaline pumping. She, she goes, you must wonder what the fuck we're like, because who's moved in? Because I, I, I was going to work <laughs> another day, a couple, of, <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago, and I come out the front door, 
and him, his missus and him are outside. <laughs> he's got like a length of copper tube. He's trying to pry it into his van through the window. He'd love to... <laughs> they just can't, can't be trusted with keys. These neighbours, they're terrible. So he'd locked oh, himself man. out of his van and his van was blocking her car on drive so she couldn't go to work. And uh, I just sort of went and had a look and put my hand on me up and went, good luck with, good luck with that. <laughs> and went to work. What can you do? Nah, there was like a middle, a button in the middle of the console. Yeah. And he was trying to press this button oh, down yeah. like an oh, unlock that's button. That's clever. With, with like a length of copper pipe bent in several places. Yeah. Oh, well, man. They sell his window open. That's, that's clever. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. I'd have smashed it probably. Yeah. I want to know, uh, I don't know how to jimmy a car door. Used to be able to do it with half a um, tennis ball. Yes, on the, the lock. The old central Put lock. it on and, and punch it. Smash it, uh, it, smash it in the back, yeah. yeah. Oh, manual locks. Yeah. Probably all electronic now, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are, yeah. I hope they are. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> You're gonna... definitely going to get a spare key for their house soon. I got a number. Yeah. Because um, I said, you know, if it happens again, just ring me. Didn't offer to pay for the hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen him yet to apologise either. So I feel I should say, uh, sorry. If I'd have been thinking, I'd have took an handle off one of the other doors and saved your door. Saved your door. <laughs> saved your door on your wall. <laughs> sorry, I smashed your back door in the other morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> have you ever kicked a door in? Uh... No. No. It's safe to say I've never kicked a door in. I smashed a window once. I smashed a window. Yeah, they're difficult to smash. you got to get them in. A double glazed one. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Short, sharp tap in the corner. Have you done it? Have you smashed a window? Well, yeah. Not, not a window in a house. A window propped up against a garage. Right. To dispose of it. Yeah, shits and giggles. Oh, right. As a youth. As a youth vandalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, when we bought this house, I was subcontracting at the time. I think I was working in Middlesbrough. So we're setting, it was, they, we weren't stopping over. So we're, we're up at four mm. on the road to Middlesbrough for seven o'clock start, finish at half three or three, and then 200 miles back as well. Monday to Friday. Fucking hell. And uh for one pound fifty an hour. <laughs> no, it was it was more than I'm earning now. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, it, it was an apprentice. Still. It was base it was like two hundred a day. Oh, this is right. over ten years ago. Mm. Grand a, yeah, grand a week. You you expected a grand a week. Yeah. And if you're on second fixing you could get <coughs> uh four four fives. 20. 1,200. 1,500. Two grand a week. Two grand a week? Yeah. Yeah, if you're on second fix, you can get two grand a week. Nice. Uh, but I was coming home and then ripping this house to bits. Yeah. Because the first thing we did was rip everything out, all the carpets, the central eating, wiring, and started from scratch. But I was doing it all at evenings and weekends. Yeah, you're looking at 20-hour days there, Phil. Yeah. And uh, I remember we were near enough done. We were wallpapering. And I hate wallpapering. 
Yeah. I don't have the patience for it. And there was an old bathroom cabinet I'd taken down from the bathroom and it was sat in the kitchen ready to go out. One of these old plastic that your granddad would have. It was like a plastic mirror fronted yeah. cabinet and you would pull the doors open and it was like cantilever doors and then you would have several shelves for your medicines and your panty liners and whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was sat in Florent Kitchen. And I was putting a piece of wallpaper up and it ripped Ugh, it's like and a soggy rip. I, I just red mist. I went completely red mist. Uh, the scissors, I threw them down at the floor, went into the kitchen, and this unit, this bathroom unit was sat there, and I kicked it, and it went through the back door. It went into outside. I feel that could have been a child's face. Yeah, completely lost it. And red I, mist. I broke down and wept. Did you? Yeah. Fuck. It got, it got that to me that much. Working wow. that that hard, didn't uh, no time to spend all that money. No, that's the la- that's the last time I smashed a window. I think. Yeah. This was uh, the one I did was an old window. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't smash someone's new window. It was just a a wreck. We used to um, smash fluorescent tubes when we're that's on dangerous on building sites. So all that powder in there, nasty. Yeah, carcinogenic. Everything's carcinogenic. Um, filters. <laughs> he says reaching for a cigarette lighter. Filter. Yeah. yeah, we used to um, chuck them up into the air to land in the skip to see how they, how they bang. Nice. And we used to play like lightsaber with the fluorescent tubes and you'd smash them. That was pretty dangerous because they were razor sharp when yeah, you smashed. Yeah. You could cut yourself. Idiots. Buildings, most people in building sites are idiots, so. I used to have an air rifle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What did you used to uh, shoot? Webley. Tin cans? Tin cans. Um, the best one was uh, we'd line up deodorant cans on the wall and um, put a tea light between each one. This was like in the early evening, so the light is dimming. Right. You'd shoot the deodorant can and you'd get like a little fireball because it it'd explode, it'd pierce the can, yeah, yeah. and of course the butane or whatever in it, it'd, it'd ignite, because you've mm. got this tea light next to it. That's pretty cool. should have videoed it, really. How old were you when you had an air rifle? Uh, it's college, so six, probably 16. 16? Yeah. I wasn't allowed one, I had to hide it. I hid it in the back of it. In fact... 17. I hid it in the back of where did, my where did you buy ex-girlfriend's it from? car. Mm. From Entwistle Guns in Preston. Was it legal then? Yeah. To sell it, yeah? 0.22 it was. So a 17-year-old can legally buy an air rifle? Yeah, I think so. I didn't get asked. I didn't fake ID. That doesn't seem right. I think you can. I think you can. Because they can be lethal. I don't, I don't know if you can nowadays. That's what I mean. But this was like a brake break barrel, and mm. you put the you put the uh, thing in the pellet. Back, pellet. And I had some darts as well, little darts with um, like a, not a feather, but like a a felt kind of tail Flight. on it. Flight. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. What did you shoot anything live? No. Uh, no. No. I just try and remember. Whether I killed a pigeon, but I don't think I did. Was that a, an um, an active choice? So, yeah, I don't. I didn't want to 
kill anything. Target shooting. We had a friend, a mutual friend who had a big long garden. We put targets at the back of it. Lived on Lytham Road. Played drums. Oh, CA? Yeah. Yeah, so we shot, shot a few things there. Um, before then, I had a little pistol. A gat gun. You know, do you remember the gat gun? Remember the name? Fucking weird. It, you had to, you kind of push the barrel in and then unscrew the back, put a, a pellet in, screw the back in, and then it was like spring loaded. It wasn't gas powered or anything. It was, right. it was like spring loaded thing. Oh, definitely didn't have one of them. They were weird. The best thing I ever had was a Black Widow catapult with a fucking, uh, a wrist brace yeah went down and fuck that that was accurate. insane yeah accurate that's, that's old school i used to fire pennies at plywood right so plywood target pennies thunk half penny stuck in a in a bit of plywood that that was probably <laughs> far more lethal than the air rifle or anything wow it's old school technology though yeah it's like the slingers Used to be able to tell you what, used to be able to buy smoke bombs from the uh, the upstairs market in Preston, mm. <clears throat> and used to uh, they were like little um, blocks, looked a bit like um, snooker chalk without the paper around it. And you set fire to them, <clears throat> and they burnt slowly and just did loads of it. You could fire one of those up into the air with this wrist rocket as uh, as high as you could. And it'd start like it'd be like a flare. We used to we used to do that on Avon Park, and it'd land in the river eventually, and it was alright. But I remember yeah, people dicking fun. around with flares. Oh, there no, was a, never an actual flare. <laughs> there was a fire at UCLan at University of Central Lancashire in the halls years ago, maybe a decade ago. Really, and it was started by a guy leant out of his window, one of the students in the halls, and fired like a military grade flare. They went up through the eaves, yeah. through the soffit into the eaves and set the fucking attic on fire. And um, we re- refurbed it. Right. We refurbed the building afterwards. Well, with the electrical contractor doing it. Kids are dangerous, man. I remember. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> fucking hell, right. We were doing this um, refurb. We were working nights mm. for some reason. And... Uh, I don't. I was an apprentice at the time, and I think I was just taking a lot of shit down to escape, binning it. Anyway, um, one of the lads calls us over and says, "Fucking get a load of this!" And we, and uh, there's three of them stood there, looking, just staring out through a window. And I go on, you look, look in the apartment. It's like that movie trope in like the next apartment block. There's a girl getting changed, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all stood there watching her. And next, and next in it, minute, she reacts, and she looks up and uh, shuts the curtains. But we were in pitch black. There was yeah. no lighting. We were pulling new wiring in, and, th- and uh, thinking, "How the fuck did she see us?" We're looking at each other. Anyway, anyway, I was loading skip. I went down, down a couple of flights of stairs, and uh, throw the shit into the skip. And I just look up to where they're looking. And you can just see three high-vis vests. <laughs> <laughs> standing out like a bill. <laughs> like a beacon in the night. But yeah, oh, nice. I think I know why you got rumbled. Fuck <laughs> me. Oh, man. Cliched parts of our life. I had some good laughs on building sites. 
some shit times, but uh, yeah, I think it's all changed now. I think it's very um, health and safety orientated and more professional. <laughs> more professional. Well, I don't know. Best trick. Uh, one of the best tricks I saw was uh, the apprentice's toolbox, screwing it to the floor, <laughs> and then saying, "Fuck sake, Sean, move your box. Everyone's tripping over it there." <laughs> And he comes as nonchalantly, walks up to it, grabs the handle and fucking goes flying. <laughs> and it's screwed to the floor. Uh, expanding foam. You can have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> Jeez. It's the worst stuff to get off you. Expanding uh, foam. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few of them explode. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Practical joking. It's just a dying art, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Cause Most workplaces won't have it, will they? Health and safety and, yeah. Hurting people's feelings. Do you think it's very more professional now, the workplace? I think it probably has to be, yeah. Although, in the same breath, no. No. Still no. All kinds of shit goes on in offices. Like, booking in meeting rooms and... She Just being um, out and out racist or whatever. She, the, she, the, she came home in a mess from work one day this week because of some argument in the office or whatever. Yeah. It really fucked her day up. <coughs> and uh, I asked her what was being said and stuff and I couldn't believe the way she was. they were talking to each other. Effing and jeffing and completely disrespectful. And she's telling me how they're talking to each other. I think... There's no way I'd fucking stand for someone talking to me like that these days. No. No need for it at all. I tend to walk away when it starts getting like Does it happen? Yeah, oh, yeah. In your place? Yeah. How's it happened? What was the situation? <clears throat> well, there's... I mean, people tend to voice their opinions on, on things. Um, there's people who... Is this in meetings? No. No, the... Meetings tend to be a bit better. There's no kind of direct. Is it because they're more formal? Shitting. I t- no. I mean, what annoys me most in meetings at our places, especially if I'm if I'm doing a meeting, if I'm presenting or whatever, or hosting or chairing a meeting, and there's there'll always be people on the fucking phone, just doing something, not listening to what I'm saying. Yeah, listen to a podcast. Yeah, probably. Well, it's more interesting than what I'm doing. But or or typing or bah, 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 on the on the computer. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I'll purposely pick out someone who's doing that and say, you know, do you agree, Nigel, or whatever? Really? Yeah. Do you, would you say that's uh, that's a fair approximation of the situation, Nigel? <laughs> He's like, what? That's like a teacher would do. Well, I used to, I used to teach, didn't I? So. It is. Yeah, I told you. I don't know if I told you. I told Matt about when we were in primary school in Mrs. Clatt's class. In uh, <laughs> Mrs. Clatt's class, <laughs> Miss Eyes class, <laughs> Mrs. Platt's class, like a, like a French town square. <laughs> Mrs. Clatt's class. <laughs> no, it's more, it sounds Ukrainian. <laughs> Mrs. Clatt's class, <laughs> and. Uh, I was dicking about, not listening. Not great, not terrible. <laughs> and uh, generally not paying attention. And uh, I just hear her go, what do you think, Philip? 
So uh, I just went, yeah, all right. And her face changed, and she sort of went, are you sure? <laughs> I went, yeah, all right. <laughs> and what I'd volunteered to do was play the lead in the Easter production of the yes! fucking Passion. Brilliant. I had to be Jesus Christ. And I had to learn pages of lines and do it in front of the entire school. That's ace. <laughs> yeah. Wow, and that, that's your acting career started. <laughs> Got crucified. <laughs> Literally and metaphysically and metaphorically. Wow. Uh you don't you don't swear at co-workers, do you? Like call them a twat. Not to the face. Or do no, you, I'm, do you I'm, F and Jeff to them? I'm very professional. Um, I will do if they, if they yeah. if they set the tone. I'll I'll join in. Yeah. For why? If I'm talking to a um, superior, and they start saying, "Oh, this is fucking shit," or this you'll, you'll, you'll drop some f bombs in. I might do. I might do. Throw the odd one in. <laughs> yeah, you're right, fucking cunts. <laughs> I swear you oh, did. I got you, over the top. Use a, a lot of Gen Z lingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> They'd be like, what? It's <laughs> oh. well, Reem. <laughs> Reem, that's a good one. Yeah, I that's think that's a, old. I yeah, think that's old. It's about five years old. Yeah, but it's way old. Um, yeah, we need to learn the current try and, slang. Maintain a professional demeanour, even though sometimes I can tell that it annoys the shit out of people. What do you mean? Because I'll stay completely calm in a situation that calls for great anger <laughs> in the eyes of whoever I'm talking to. That's a bit of zen. I know. Well, it helps me out. So. And what do, what reaction does that get? Anger? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Because you're not reacting. Frustration, I think, on their part. But I, I I lost my shit this week. Actually, that's it happened. First time ever. Mm. It really annoyed me. It annoyed me that I got angry. Oh, right. Someone. So, uh, what was the circumstances? Ah, oh, they've just. I'd made a, some an error uh, on some kind of spreadsheet or whatever. And <laughs> I know it was it was a complete uh, data input failure. No, not really. I, I, what it was was. Um, like, uh, yeah, it was, it was just an error. You made an error? Yeah. And you took it out on someone else? No, I, I defended it and he was going fucking mental at me. And then I said, well, no, I, yeah, showed at him when he was walking away. <laughs> when he was walking away? Yeah. He didn't turn around. Your boss? No, a boss. Not a my boss. direct boss. So you'd fucked up? Yeah, and uh, he'd had a go at you, and you had to go back. Now, so, I'm only fucking human. No, no, it wasn't that. No. <laughs> uh, I ordinarily, I I would own up to a mistake, just but I, I didn't have time to verify that I'd made a mistake. So, all right. Plus, I, I don't want to be apologising for non-fuck ups. Exactly. Got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. So uh, I didn't check myself. But yeah, I, I've had that, and uh, don't know. But the, I think the level of unprofessionalism in in the office today is is probably pretty bad. But I've, I've always, until now, I've always worked in extremely 
um, professional quality uh, environments where you can't you can't get away with that sort of stuff, and you, you can't have the you can have the banter, but you can't have the um, you can't be dicking around too much because people's lives are at stake essentially. Mm. Um, and this is the first job I've had where no one's life's at stake, <laughs> and I, I found that there is a lot more, a lot less professionalism than in previous roles. Do you think there's a danger in that um, not exposing to pe- people to these sort of environments that people could be more thin-skinned? Possibly, and I might be in the life in general. Example of that, I think um, I. I enjoy where I am now. I enjoy. I kind of. It's it's incredibly frustrating sometimes how it's not the same as what I'm used to, but I enjoy it. It's a challenge, and I th- I feel that challenging myself is bettering myself. Right. I don't know how long I'll last, but why do you think you could be thin-skinned? Because I've not been exposed to this sort of. Environment. I don't. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm wrong. Is there a value to that? Do you think? Not being thin-skinned. Uh, well, resilience is is a revered personality trait, I suppose. So the more resilient resilient you are in business <coughs> and in real life, I don't think kids are as as resilient as they used to be. No. When I uh, my first day as a first year apprentice. I think, well, I know it was definitely the first time I was called a cunt. All right. And That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it might have been, I don't know, half a dozen times in the first day. It's funny you say that because your first day as an apprentice was the 15th time I was called a cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember it me hitting, not hitting me like a sledgehammer as an exaggeration, but it making me pause. Because this was new. Yeah. I'd never been talked to like a piece of shit before. Because I was only ever at school or at home. Mm. Uh, a teacher would never fucking <laughs> call you that, would they? So it was. It, it definitely was a culture shock. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. I don't know if there's any value in that, in being exposed to that at a young age and having to deal with it. Whether it does make you more resilient, maybe. I think it's important to have to deal with stuff. Talk about nerfing the world, don't they? Making it more cotton woolly. Yeah, safer. Safe spaces. Safe spaces. Safe spaces. So if you if you hear you're at university and you hear something that you don't like, something Jordan Peterson said, <laughs> you know, or yeah. uh, whatever, you can go to your safe space because these ideas are having a, a detrimental effect on you. And the whole fucking purpose of university is to be, is to be exposed to all these ideas. Yeah. I can imagine if I said if I tried that at work. Excuse me, can you uh, organise a safe space for me? I'm not sure about Nigel's demeanour. Mm. He doesn't like the foreigns. <laughs> it wouldn't go down well. I don't think it would. I think it depends what industry you're in. Yeah. I bet in um, sort of HR industries, the more on it, the more progressive. What do you think the most progressive industry would be? question the most progressive industry i wouldn't say entertainment no 
social media be up there? So technology. Tech. Silicon Valley. Yeah? Yeah. I think you, you're probably right there. Tech, definitely. I can't think of any other specific industries that are particularly aggressive. Building trade? <laughs> definitely not. No. Uh, I've heard horrible things as well on building sites. Uh, and you're in a difficult position because if you call it out, you're, you're risking alienating yourself. And you know you're going to have to be working with these guys for the next 18 months. Mm. Uh, it's a tricky moral quandary that when you're on a building site and you hear someone shout something racist or something really disgusting to a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, your head is saying, fucking say something, mm. you know, but there's something in the back of your head saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. all these other guys are fucking laughing and joining in. If, if you raise your voice, you're at risk of being, uh, of alienating yourself. Mm. That's not something you'll get in a lot of industries, a lot of jobs. No. I hope, I mean, it's, uh, what am I now? 2011, 10, nine years since I worked on proper building sites. Because mm. I just do private work for domestic people, customers mainly now. Yeah. Which is grand. I love it. Meeting yeah. different people every day from different walks of life. It's brilliant. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. You meet some really. Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, Jim Bamber. Fucking hell. He was a customer. Fucking hell, when I walked into his house. It's like a fucking Marrakesh brothel, and he comes out <laughs> in his muumuu. It's not a muumuu. What's it called? That African uh, thing? Okay. Or is it South American? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Like I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck have I come to here? And he's an absolute diamond. Yeah. He's the he nicest is. guy you'll ever meet. Really nice guy. I would never have met him, <laughs> you know, through any other network or anything. No. He just came through the job. Yeah, it's such a difference between that and when I was working on sites. Mm. What do you think about that quandary of when you hear something well, re really overtly racist or uh, sexist or whatever? I, uh, well, I'm the same as you. I, I feel I would feel awkward saying something because you've you've got you know you got to work alongside these people, haven't you? I remember. However, um, if mm. if something was happening directly, I think if someone was being directly confrontational with someone else, say a one v one in the office, you're more likely to step in. And I was in the room, I, I'd be more likely to step in. Yeah, there's no crowd playing a part in your psychology, there. You see, mm. the wisdom of crowds. <laughs> yeah, or lack thereof. Or, or if it was uh, if it was someone who was asking me my opinion. Uh, only in a way that said like, "Oh, I fucking hate Xbox." <laughs> I'm a PlayStation guy. You know, I'm using examples here, but you know, someone who's saying he's being horribly racist or misogynistic about a set group of people yeah. to me, I I would definitely say, you know, I don't agree. Probably try and sidestep around I get it all the time since I've been self-employed and you feel that they're, they're they're feeling you out they'll yeah. say something mildly racist and gauge your reaction yeah and if you react favorably 
then sometimes they'll say something really nasty. Yeah. And uh, that puts you in a difficult position. Yeah. Because, you you know, the social norm is programming is to sort of laugh along. But you know it's wrong. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah, you've like, do you then become sort of like a passive enabler mm. of, the, of the bad behaviour? You're reinforcing that person's conception, aren't you, really? You're saying, I agree with you even though you don't believe it, but they don't know that. Mm. So they're taking it as, as positive reinforcement for them. Yeah. Yeah, so we should say something. We should, we should really. fucking call it out. Yeah. I was working when I was... Is there, off. A, is there a danger in that, do you think? Not physical danger. If you, Not for us. No. We're young, virile men. <laughs> <laughs> we are that. <laughs> I was working the... Maybe uh, six years ago. I'll tell you when it was. It was when the migrant crisis, you know, when everyone was coming over on dinghies from North Africa into Greece and Southern Italy primarily. Yeah. I reckon it's maybe five years ago. And I was working with a um, builder and he had his paper there. <laughs> it's like the star of the sun or whatever. And, it was, and yeah. And the front cover was like a photo of some dinghy coming over. And uh, he said, I could sort this out tomorrow. Just send a boat over, just start sinking him. Just start torpedoing him. Minefield. That, that was his. And he was being serious. Well, he's right. It'd certainly stop him, wouldn't it? Is that the right thing to do, though, Phil? No. What if it saves more lives in the long run? See, this is the Hiroshima argument. We we were we the U.S. were bombing and firebombing Tokyo and Nagat and all these cities. They were they were decimating them with firebombing. It was horrible, and they were they were, they were killing them. The biggest death toll in one night in Tokyo was greater than the death toll at Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but it, it was a show of strength which ended the war. Mm. We got the bomb first, so there is an argument. Is this pro? Were, what were they right to drop the bomb or not? A lot of mm. uh, NC, not NCD, what they call the anti-nuke guys. CND. CND. They would say, you know, nuclear weapons have to be banned at all costs. Nuclear disarmament, that's the whole point of them, isn't it? Mm. But there is an argument to make that dropping the bomb saved more lives. In the long run, because yeah. the war would have dragged on and on and on. And we, were, and we were killing the same number of people in the night with the firebombs. So... I think Wait. I think discouragement is probably a better way to go in terms of stopping the ship the um the boats coming over if indeed that's what we what we want where do you stand on nuclear weapons <laughs> not at on the, the point tip. Not, on the, not on the pointy end yeah <laughs> what's your view on nuclear weapons um, Army, Amish Ben I I often dream of nuclear war, which really? is weird. Yeah. A nightmare, not yeah, a dream. A nightmare. Really? Yeah. How's it go? Well, usually I'm badly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fleeing a, a, a exactly. I'm fleeing a, a you know a series of mushroom clouds on the horizon. Oh my god! It's mad, isn't it? Is your family in the dream, or is it just you yeah. on your own? No, it's it's me and the missus and the the little one. I think it's probably reading too many kind of disaster novels and 
Do you read a lot of disaster novels? Not, not now. Dystopian. Probably at the, yeah, probably at the start of my What do they call them? Po- post-apocalyptic? Yes, post-apocalyptic. Things right. like, you know, The Road and things like that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> perversely, in, in my waking life, I am kind of drawn to... Uh, I will watch documentaries on nuclear weapons and... and the Tsar bomber. Nuclear accidents and things, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's quite terrifying. Have you ever been to a nuclear power station? I've been to Hesham and Sellafield. Um, it's quite it's weird being so close to something you know that's so powerful. And I don't I don't know. It's very weird. But where do I stand on nuclear weapons as a deterrent? As a rule, I don't know. Uh, uh, would we be? I don't think we'd be any worse off without them as long as everyone got rid of them at the same time. This is the problem. Exactly. With They call it unilateral disarmament. That's one person disarming. So, yeah, like Trident, they're talking about um, scrapping the Trident deterrent, the nuclear, because it was going to cost 40 billion. Yeah. It's going to cost more because they always go over budget. So call it 60 billion and how that money could be spent. So there's an argument there to not renew Trident. And that's called unilateral disarmament, isn't it? Yeah, because we'd be the first to, to cough and say, right, we're, we're nuclear-free now. There aren't many countries with a, um, what they call it, independent nuclear deterrent. No. How many are there? Russia, uh, <laughs> UK, the US. Yep. Um... Pakistan, China, China to China, India, I think. India and Pakistan, I think, are the last two to get it. Israel. This is a controversy because the United States gave it the the bomb. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did you get France? No, France. France. Any other European ones? <laughs> Definitely not Germany. No. Italy? No. No, no. no. It's just still in France. It is, isn't it? That's it. Eight? Yeah, less than ten. And India, Pakistan have been in the last maybe ten years. Yeah. Before that, so before that it was six. Would you argue with North Korea have a (laughs) known delivery system, but they've got the capability to cause a lot of damage? Yeah, it's a different class, isn't it, when you're in nuclear power? This is the worry with Iran, isn't it? Yeah. And we're trying to disrupt their ability to develop a bomb because in their rhetoric, they say they want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Mm. And Israel and the United States have a very close relationship. The United should, States is like the bouncer. Should never have said that. What? <laughs> that they want to wipe Israel off the map. They might have their own nuclear deterrent now if they hadn't. Yeah. But, you know, play to the crowd, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Are you uh, pro or anti-nuclear? The thing is, the genie's out of the bottle, isn't it? Mm. You can't uninvent something. So I think we're stuck with it. And the idea, like you said, is that it's a deterrence, isn't it? And hopefully they'll never be used. Mm. Did they not go off? What's well, mutual t- destruction. Mutually assured destruction. That's yeah. the one. That's what yeah. I was looking for. That's the whole point of having them. Yeah. 
Um, if you use it, dialing we're back, all fucked, is it? Uh, yeah. I think dialing, so nuclear disarmament and dialing back the numbers has to help. Mm. Well, yeah. it only takes one or two, doesn't it? No, they're not that big, you see. Zabama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're not in a big urban area, you're not going to get nuked. The problem is, is all the infrastructure goes down. Like we've seen in Argentina and Uruguay today. So if, if Manchester was nuked with a Hiroshima-sized bomb... Yeah. It's radiation poisoning for us. No, I don't think so. I think we're, out, we're well a, outside. There's a website where you can put in the... Th- this is nothing that was interesting, but you can put in the, uh, you know, the, the yield of a, a nuclear w- weapon... And then it's like Google Maps, and you put your your ground zero, and mm. it shows you like where the fireball ends up, and then where the yeah, the ra- the blast zone ends, and where the radiation zone ends, and then if the prevailing winds are in each direction, where the fallout will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, whether it's air burst or ground burst. Yeah. Fallout. You put the Zar bomber in in Manchester, and it's like the fireball reaches Preston. Never. No, I'm not buying that. It's huge. <laughs> it's fucking huge. <laughs> the thing is, we don't build nukes like that anymore. They're seen as no. more tactical, aren't they? I think they are. Wipe out everything within a one square mile radius sort of thing. What they want to do is, though, um, I mean, this this is awful, but in war, you, you really you want to get rid of the, the flesh, the people, the meat. <laughs> yeah, and leave and the then, infrastructure leave intact. The infrastructure. So the the most destructive, effective, most destructive and effective weapon in a war EMP. would be something like a. Well, no, it's not, that's <laughs> yeah, that's. So you'd have to have EMP followed by incarceration nail bombs. All the humans, <laughs> no one dies then. Yeah. But a vacuum bomb. Don't know how you would. You'd have to suck the oxygen out of the, of the out of the atmosphere in the immediate area for more than three minutes. The Dyson. Vacuum bomb. Yeah. Create a vacuum. I don't know how you do it. You wouldn't be able to. But that's why I know it's Vacuum done it. suck. But something that, that <laughs> gets rid of... Well, I suppose like incendiary devices. Nap- uh, not napalm. Uh, yeah, napalm. Fires suck oxygen out of an area very quickly. A yes. lot of people suffocate rather than burn in, in yeah. a napalm strike. I've seen backdraft. Yeah. So if you could create, anyway, a vacuum bomb with the power and and blast radius of it, an atom bomb, yeah, you'd kill all the all the life in that area, and all the structures would remain, and all the circuitry. So send your army in, and you've got your you've got your um, whatever building, McDonald's. The big worry is solar flares, isn't it? And an EMP, so like we talked about the Carrington event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it, it's relevant because of what's happened in Argentina, isn't it, with the power cut. Now, hospitals and things have backup generators. Yeah. I don't know how long they last for. As long as you've got petrol, I guess. Diesel, yeah. Mm. Uh, but I don't know, how long would it take for the power to be out, for it to end in... Uh, I zombie or uh, that one walking dead power out before people go nuts in cities 
Yeah, we'd start in the most urban areas would start first, I would say. I think I think people would start going crazy. This is gonna sound crazy, but people would start going nuts after one week of unable to charge mobile phones. So one week after your battery runs out. You gotta bear in mind there's no communication. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's happening. Nope. All you know is that your electricity's gone. Yeah. Refrigeration goes. How much food popular how much of a food surplus do we have? I reckon it's three weeks. Something like that. Because of freezing and refrigerating going out, I think after three weeks we we won't be out the supermarkets will be dry. Yeah. You need a source of um natural food. You need a wind up radio two way communication. I don't know how you would do that. If you were prepping. Yeah. You'd need a, a wind up torch. Or one that you squeeze. Yeah, you can get wind up torches and radios. Yeah. Think three weeks, is that right? Do you think you're saying one week? I think one week people would start going crazy. Before martial law. I think martial law would probably start to on have to happen on day one, yeah. Because you've got looting and shit. You've got to keep it, keep check. That will soon become irrelevant. Yeah, because what are you going to loot? Well, where are you going to plug your telly in? The economy stops, doesn't it? Mm. The economy becomes Batteries. completely disregarded. It becomes things, gas lighters, uh, Diesel, yep. lighter fluid, fire starters, <laughs> twisted fire starters. <laughs> that's what it. That's what the economy becomes. What is of value? Yeah. This paper we carry in our wallets has no material value. Nope. It's used to buy services. I promise to pay the bearer <coughs> the sum of five pounds. Is yeah. what is written on the piece of paper. Yeah. So now you owe you. Yeah. Fractal banking system. Fractal yep. reserve. Printing money, IOUs. Yeah, the real economy. It's like in in jail. <laughs> you know, it's fags, fags and hand jobs. Yeah, in America, it's uh, instant noodles. Instant noodles. What's that? Instant noodles. Pot Ramen. noodle. Yeah, and hand jobs. Yeah, pot noodles. Yeah. So batteries. You need you need battery. You need wind up. Battery doesn't last long. Batteries. And you waters. Need, you need waters. Uh, you need fuel, as in diesel or petrol or whatever. Yeah. Do you really think it'd only take a week? In major metropolitan areas, yeah. 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 What I would want to do is use what fuel I had to get as far away from urban. It's possible. You know where I'd probably go? West Lancashire is the area where most salad is grown in the UK, I think. Right. Well, it's food, isn't it? Might be rabbit food, but it's going to sustain you a bit longer than uh, everything goes to shit. I can't grind my own bread. Where do you get your water from? I'd have a, a wind-up desalination plant. <laughs> Don't they have those things that you pull behind you? 
it's like a, a can on a wheelie on a wheel and you it, it filters the water as it's moving i know you can get bottles that you can fill with river water and it filters that to pure drinkable water that's what i mean you need one of them yeah because you're going to die of thirst before hunger aren't you three days without water is that all it takes i think so where's my decanter gone <laughs> you kind of lost it fucking lost a decanter did you move it after you dropped after you spilt it <sighs> it's on the left hand side <laughs> two trailer park girls Eminem how, how long is it since Eminem came out you still got a uh, you got an album this year you might as well finish that fill, isn't it? fucking I've drunk a full <laughs> Stormtrooper helmet of port tonight. Is that a litre? Is it a bottle? A full bottle of port? Yeah. I'm going to die of gout. <laughs> Your uric like Henry acid VIII. crystals build up. I'm reading a brilliant book this week. Oh, yeah? Yes. The Memoirs of Hadrian. Who's he again? The wall guy. The wall. All you are is just... Hadrian. Another brick in the wall. All in all. It's a historical novel. So it's written by this um, French female classicist. Mm. who's like a, a genius classicist before the war. It's written before the war in the 40s, I think. Right. And it's just fascinating. Uh, it's, so, it's so historically accurate. And I'll, I, you, you're learning things and learning about his personality and stuff. From what this person who's devoted her entire life basically to researching certain emperors, and then she's put herself into this guy's mind and written his his memoirs. That's quite good. He's fucking wild. One thing I learned: it, the emperor before him, Trajan, who nominated him as his heir, uh, Hadrian wrote his speeches. <laughs> he was a speechwriter for a bit. All right. He was essentially the <laughs> That Labour guy, the Burnley guy. The big guy. Not Steve McLaren. <laughs> Eric Pickles. <laughs> no! The old spin doctor. Malcolm Tucker is based on him. Alistair Campbell. Alistair Campbell. He was the Alistair Campbell for Emperor Trajan. Wow, and he stepped up. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That sounds pretty cool. It's really... I just can't put it down. He was, I think, the first um, gay emperor... The first out gay emperor. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say out. He couldn't be out. When was this? About 100, 180. I bet there was tons of bumming going on before then. Oh, yeah, there was tons of, tons of bunny, bumming. <laughs> uh, which is difficult. Why? Because we look up to these, these people. And, well, like Socrates... Socrates. Mm. Or Plato, or any of them. That's right. You're, there was this certain, especially in the ancient Greeks, there was a certain relationship between a teacher and a pupil. Now you're doing something with your fingers there, Phil. It's like scissoring. I'm right. doing a scissor scissors, but it's men, so it'd be more like... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, pretzel fingers. Bumming. Yeah. Between teachers and their pupils. It's a sign of dominance. Love. No, no, it was a mutual thing. All right. There was a certain relationship there. It's very common in the ancient Greek stuff. 
didn't carry on the same respect to Rome. Uh, bumming in Rome was fine. <laughs> Stop saying bumming. What, what should I say? Anal sex between two uh, men? Say, you should say sodomy. Sodomy. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Sodomy was okay as long as you were the giver and not the receiver. The pitcher. There was a social the There was a social stigma in being the catcher. Right. So as long as you were playing what they called the masculine role, I think they called it, um, it wasn't frowned upon. So you but basically Had put your dick in anything. Well, Hadrian had no children. Um, it didn't... He's obviously it, doing it wrong, wasn't he? He had a marriage of convenience. Right. Wasn't really interested in women, but he, was, he fell in love with this guy called Antinous, mm. who was a young lad of Bithynian origin, I think. And he followed him everywhere. He took him on tour everywhere. Hadrian was one of these emperors who toured everywhere. He was virtually never in Rome. And he took this Antinous every, everywhere with him. And he died mysteriously on the Nile. Death by Marmar. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, and it broke his heart. Oh, so man. I think he's definitely the first gay emperor. Yeah. Definitely. I think he was definitely gay. Sounds like it. <laughs> and he was uh, one of the best as well. And one of my yeah. favourites. There you go. Gay, feels gay icons. <laughs> yeah. You could have a segment. Julian Clary. <laughs> <laughs> He's very funny. I brought you that book. I don't know if you want to read it. What is it? Yeah, I'll read it. On Liberty. It's oh, only yeah, 90 yeah. pages. Yeah. It's oh, old. It's right on my street. It's old and wordy, though. Is it? Yeah, but... It's fine. There's some good knowledge, some good uh, arguments in there. I'm reading some bullshit anthology of uh, supernatural events. I started it in preparation for our guest. <gasps> oh, what's the supernatural event? A guest. Well, there's a few. There's there's one about something called the Dybbuk box, which is some old <laughs> Jewish um, demon in a box thing. Uh -huh. very, very strange, but that, that has like references to like eBay and stuff. So in this story, so there's a, that's quite modern. Um, something about UFOs over nuclear bases in our near some RAF bases. All right, uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, just reading something about some demonic possession. Um, basically, a bit Doctor Faustus. Dr. Faustacy with their satanic rituals and things. It's fairly I, interesting. I like all the esoteric stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's on, uh, I say I'm reading it, it's on Audible. Oh, uh, well, that's fine. So, yeah, I'm still I, reading it. I still walk every day up, up and down around the, around the village. Have you given up on America before? Did you finish it? No, I've not finished it yet. You're giving I, up? I am, slowly. Well, I started this thing thinking we'd have a guest. Oh. So we need to we need to sort that out. Yeah, I'll before we do the live. He's ghost, keen for it. Ghost hunt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's keen to do it. We need to just get him on, and uh, we should talk to Jim again because that was that was excellent last. I time. think maybe we can sort. Should we do Jim next week? Yeah. Unless Mark. Yeah, if Mark comes in, we can talk about weight loss uh, and how I'm, I'm nearly a two stone now. You know. 
Right. Two storm. Two storm. You look at miles heavier than that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nearly, nearly two storm. Nearly two stone. I'm four pounds away. Nearly from two storm. Two stone. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. I feel much better. How do you feel? Much better. What? In what way? Uh, more energy. Uh, weirdly, I feel lighter. Um, I mean, that makes perfect sense, but I wouldn't think I would feel it. Right. Um, I'm more... I think I'm happier. More focused. More energy. You think it's affected your mood? Yeah. Wow. I won't see that coming. No. It's weird. I think that's probably dietary. You've got neurons in your gut, haven't you? So whether I'm, yeah. I've been feeding them too much shite and... And your gut is like a, an ecosystem. Yeah. You need to keep it happy. You don't take probiotics, do you? Um, I have like the Aldi Activia, whatever. Yakult. It's kind of a Yakult type stuff, yeah. Just take the pills. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. And you can get better... More bacteria. bacteria for your money. For your book. Yeah. No, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah Try it. Do that next. You can buy a, a bottle of 60 days worth or whatever, 120 days worth. I'm wondering, actually. Can't do any harm, can it? Yeah, no, no. I'm drinking more water. I'm drinking about two litres of water oh, a day. That's what I need to work. do. Right. And I think, I think that might be having more of an effect on my mood and concentration than, than the actual dieting and weight loss. What are you eating at lunchtime now? Chicken. Oh, such a dumb meat. Yeah. For shit. a dumb person. It's a shit meat, isn't it? It's it is a shit worst. meat. Turkeys, sometimes, I'll have that. That's also shit. <laughs> uh, but I'll have that with couscous more often than not. Oh, God. Right. I don't know. It's quite low calorie. Where do you get your couscous from? Aldi. What fucking do you packet, eat it fucking up? Packet. Microwave job. Oh, boiling water. water. Five minutes. Why do you have couscous? Because it's quick. So if I have a quick lunch, I've got time to go on a walk. Right. Which I do when I walk around the lakes immediately afterwards. And then come back into work and it's all right. But what I was going to say is I've, I do my walk around the village where I live and I've sent off for a keep britain tidy litter picking kit Kit. yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up some litter inspired by uh keith dixon and that and wayne wayne sorry it's keith dixon is he the fire the fireman from uh phoenix knights or whatever it was (laughs) london's burning i can't remember sorry wayne dixon and coda uh and you know from listening to the the do you see a lot of litter no, that's why I think it'd be an easy job. <laughs> did you used to watch London's Burning? I did. Do you remember when the guy died? No. <gasps> it was controversial. Was it? Yeah. Was it a fire? <coughs> I think it was foam. They foamed. They put foam in to kill the fire, and they left. It and the man was left behind, and he died in the foam. No way. Yep. Shit, no, I don't remember that. You had bare leaf. He was the old guy with grey hair. Tea leaf. He was a criminal. The guy who looked like a boxer. Bruno. <laughs> Frank Bruno. <laughs> I think he's called Bruno. Uh, 
Yeah, we used to watch London's Burning. Yeah, London's Burning. There was like, oh, that was like, it was a bit harder than the bill, wasn't it? It was on later at Gritty. night. Gritty. Gritty, yeah. I'm going to have to, go, I'm gonna have to uh, empty chai and go for a piss. That's all right. You talk among yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucked up because I, had, I tried to get the iPlayer on this tablet and de- deleted the app that does the soundboard. So I've hardly any sounds. I've got like uh, one, two, four, nine. I've got the first one is Abro. I've got Goose. Come here, Goose, you big stud. <laughs> and a couple of the Emperor. And uh, I'm, I've shit out. I've, I'm going to have to get a better app for this. It's doing me head in. Oh, anyway. So we'll probably get we'll probably get Jim back then next week. I think I think that sounds like a plan. We had a really good um, response from that episode for, and, and comments and things. So I'm looking forward to part two. And then the idea is if we get through most of his life story next time uh, in the third episode, we'll just be more open. In fact, we could ask people to ask him questions and we'll ask him some sort of wider questions and try and take advantage of his... Uh, perspective on things as a member of the older generation who's woke because <laughs> um, there's a few things I want to ask him you've got to um, take advantage of people who've lived who've been around longer than you and um, try and glean some perspective off him some knowledge I said it the other week but we're too quick to write them off and uh, don't assume that the person you're talking to doesn't know something that you don't know. I think that's a good rule. I think it's one, it might be one of Jordan Peterson's rules, actually. But it's a good one. Would you agree with that, Ben? Absolutely. What is it? Assume that the guy, the person, or the person you're talking to knows something that you don't know. Assume the what? Assume they know something you don't. No. That's paranoid. Is it? Android. You should always assume that you know more than the people you're talking to. Well, that's how you end up like a dick. Yeah, but at least... Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. I've run out Def- of road. Defend the indefensible. <laughs> Case in point, I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, too much juice. <laughs> no... <coughs> no, I was talk- <coughs> talking about getting Jim back. Yeah. Either next week, or unless Mark wants to do next week, we can do Jim <coughs> the week after. I'll ask Mark tomorrow. <coughs> and then uh, we need to sort Chris out for the ghost thing, because I'm fascinated by all that shit. I think he'll come the week after. if We we can nail him down. I'd, and then do the live one. That'll be later on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. The problem is we need a power supply for the roadcaster. We'll have to run around with the next tension. Oh, you want to you you go on a ghost hunt with him and do a podcast in the in the yeah. coastal zone? I thought that was the idea. I think he's going to Ireland to do it. Oh fuck! I'm sure this ghost this ghost's close to home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe find out if there's a, a local one, one at Chingle Hall or something. A local northern ghost. Or we could Skype him in from Ireland on the ghost hunt. Yeah, we could do that, definitely. But we won't get... I wanted us to go on a ghost hunt and record it. 
Okay. Does not do you not fancy that? I think I'd be scared. Right? What's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. People go on ghost uh walks. Yeah, and uh, at the fun fair. Ghost out what they're called? Haunted houses. Ghost train. Ghost train? Yeah, I suppose. Some people seek out being scared. Farmageddon, that sort of thing. What are those escape room things? They're quite good. They're not scary. What are they? You have to solve puzzles. Have we not done one? Ah, oh, you should. That was the crystal maze. Oh, we did do that, yeah. That is similar to that, except you're more locked in. So you're locked in for an hour and you have to solve puzzles to find the, to find the keys. The to idea is to escape. That. Yeah. Right. We should do one. Us three, when when Matt's back in. And record it. <laughs> record it, yeah, we can, yeah. <coughs> Tackle it, Mike's. That's a big, I'll get someone to follow us with a boom. <laughs> <laughs> you video it. Like the crystal maze. Oh, I've, uh, I've got a little bit into stop motion animation, so keep your eye on the YouTube channel, Eavesdroppers. Right. We'll probably put some out. What are you, what are you stop motion in? Mostly Lego. My daughter's doing a, doing a coding thing. What? Coding thing? Coding, yeah. What's that mean? It's, um, you know, computer coding. She She's only five. They've got her writing video games and stuff and doing basic codes and doing stop-motion animation as well. Ah, so doing your daughter like school clubs, yeah. got you into stop-motion animation. Yeah, well, I got an app so we could do it with Lego and, and then see the see the results. What do you take the photos with your phone? Yeah, just right. use your phone. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's very kind of basic. Uh, you kind of you know how it works. You move something incrementally. Incrementally. Take a photo each oh, time. Oh, it's buzzing now. Oh, it's got a race car coming into the picture and does a three-point turn, then grows a chimney. Oh, no, that's the fire. It's the, that's the sparks. I was trying to infer motion. Yeah, and it's got like... How a, long did that take you? About five minutes. Is that all? Yeah. Seems that's more than that. It's only a 10-second video. Right. You're, only mo- you're moving stuff. Do you know what the first version of that saw? Where you would take a notebook and you draw a picture... Ah, uh, flip books. Flick, flick, flip books. Like a flicker animation thing. It's the same principle, isn't it? Yeah. Little increments of movement on each. It's like trapdoor. Don't Put you it. open that trapdoor. Something down there. <clears throat> so, that's what I've been doing. And will continue to do. And if I can do something vaguely Amish Inquisition-y... You know what I'd like? I'd like us to have Lego men with that look like us. I'm sure you can How get would that. they look? Aren't they all just yellow anyway? Yeah, but, you know, obviously mine would have glasses and a beard. beard. What would mine have? <laughs> just, just be yellow. <laughs> no, what? no defining features. <laughs> How do you make a yellow guy with gout? Ah, you're, yeah. <laughs> it's colour one foot in red and have him <laughs> holding something in his left hand. 
a brandy glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you loads, you can give them little headphones and shit. Or action figures. You can get 3D printed action figures that look relatively uh, lifelike. What's this? You can get things you can get on the internet. We could send photos in and have actual action figures made of us. Why am I finding this out now? I don't know. I thought you knew. No. I think they're expensive. From China. I would, talk, I, I would say that was going to cost you at least 80 quid. If you want a proper one, they put you in a room with a lot of cameras and they do a 360 degree. They stick the uh, ping pong balls to, you, to your head. Yeah. <laughs> 3D print it. Yeah. And then... That now, that sounds like it's going to cost hundreds. That will cost a thousand pounds. But I'm sure you can get a cheap cheaper version. <laughs> How much do you think it'll be? Yeah. It won't be twelve inch. It'll be six inch figures. No, fifty quid a piece. Do you reckon? Is that all? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> all right then. Kickstarter. Speculative. <laughs> Send us some money and we'll we'll make dolls of ourselves instead of dicks of ourselves every uh, every week. So I've, yeah, I've no defining features, so they'll struggle with me. You're right, you'll be fine. They'll have to have props. It'd be yeah. difficult with the Lego man. Yeah. All right, we're an action figure. They take well, pictures. An figure, it look like you. Right. Fagging one hand. <laughs> Port in the other. That's right. Well, maybe. Pajama we bottoms. <laughs> per- Crocs. Perennially. <laughs> Absolutely. I always wear pajama bottoms. There you go. They're, sure uh, thing. they're comfy. And don't wear them in bed, though. That's weird. Nah, who wears pajamas in bed? My Old missus. <laughs> <laughs> My missus. Does your missus not wear pajamas? Yeah, she does. All, all, most women wear pajamas, do they not? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably some sort of defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to thumb in a, a semi lob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had a bit, of, bit of cheat tickle on the helmet, and you've got a semi lob on. <laughs> cheat tickle. <laughs> yes, it's probably, um, it behooves them to wear pajamas. Mm. Otherwise, we're, we're so animalistic men, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're shits. <laughs> Oh well. Oh well. Should we? Is it getting that time? Yeah, is what's it time? time? Two and a half hours. For me. Is it fuck? I think it is. Can't be. Look at what it says on the uh, mixing desk. 2.20. Alright. <sighs> what a fucking jit. It's just great, isn't it? Yeah. Where you call me from? <laughs> I don't want to play the normal outro music. No. I like this. How much of this are we allowed to play? Fair use, isn't it? Is it? All's fair in love and war. I'll show that. That's the case. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, see you next week then. Yeah, see you next week. We'll have a guest next week. week, one way or another. Yeah, definitely. Goodbye. Bye. For now. <laughs>